Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And oh my gosh, this week (laughs) is so exciting. This is so exciting. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am stoked. Uh, This has been really fun collecting all this stuff as it comes in. This this is the Q&A episode, which... When we came up with the idea, we're like, eh, we we may get a few questions. Holy shit, we got <laughs> we got enough questions that we could do a two-parter. So thank yeah. you everyone who gave us questions, multiple questions, so many random questions. It's exactly what we were hoping for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious, I think. We got some questions that made me laugh out loud. I was having yes. I would screenshot them and send them to <laughs> and like, I would do the same to you. It's so we're just good. Like, this is amazing. This is a great question. <laughs> we have the best listeners. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. This is going to be fun, I hope, for everybody. And and here's the thing. I haven't thought of my answers prior to this. So we're literally, we have a, a list in front of us. Lauren put all the questions on a document and we're going to go through them. And I don't know like, I can't remember of all the questions we got. Like, obviously, I read them, right? But I didn't bother to even think about them because mm-hmm. I want it to be a surprise. And I want it to be mm, my first answer <laughs> is the answer that comes out of my mouth and is recorded on here today. It's very spur of the moment. Hopefully, we won't fuck it up. <laughs> no. How could we? It's going to be great. This is going to be great. All right. Let's dive in. We've got like over 30 questions to get Yes. Through. I love it. Okay, so one of the first questions we got was from one of my sisters, actually, and it was such a good question. I was like, we have to include this. So oh, yay. She, she asked, could you guys talk about your favorite vehicles, ships, or vessels? Which ones do you like in the context of Star Wars, and which ones would you most like to fly, pilot, or captain? Mm. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> you want to answer first? I had to give this one some thought when she first gave it to me because I didn't want to say something that I didn't mean. Which is sure, so yeah, stupid. for sure. But definitely, I would definitely love to fly the Millennium Falcon or yeah. Luke's X-Wing. Yes. Like, yeah. those would be, just to even sit in the cockpit of one of those, I think I would have an emotional experience. I absolutely, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like you. I too would want to pilot at least an X-Wing, if not Luke's X-Wing. And don't you want to, like, put the Millennium Falcon into hyperdrive? Well, like, uh, and listen to it fail? Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> at least once. <laughs> I I think my favorite vehicle, I mean, it, the most notorious is, of course, the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's it's the mothership, if you will, right? <laughs> of all ships. But, you know, I love a good TIE fighter. Mm-hmm. But besides an X-Wing, I think I would love to fly Anakin's starship from, like, the Clone oh, Wars. Yeah, like and his fighter? And Sith. Yeah, the starfighter, yeah. Yes. It, yeah. The That'd one be with the yellow great. stripe. That'd be yeah. awesome. Well, I would love that. you'd have to, like, say, this is where the fun begins if you Well, did. of course! <laughs> I would also not mind, like, some sort of speeder bike. 
I think that would oh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. super fun to, yeah. to have one of those. To go through the dusty sands of Tatooine and yes. then zip across. That, why not, right? Especially if I end up at Luke or Obi-Wan's house, that'd be fine. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> I would not choose to ride in a speeder through Endor because of the trees. I mean, yeah, no. give me the open plains of a desert planet. I don't want to have to yes. weave through no. the trees. Yeah, That's an accident waiting to happen. It is an accident waiting to happen. My God. Now I want to fly a ship. Thanks, Lauren's sister. <laughs> Our next question comes from Jenny Marie Studio on Instagram. She asks, what Star Wars creature would you adopt as a pet? I know right away. Mm-hmm. Same. A I'm, loth cat. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Although, Several loth cats. I would fact. also take a loth wolf as well. Oh, a loth. Oh, yes. I think that might even be more ma- majestic than a cat. You but... could ride them. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm I'm for it. I love it. You know what, though? I would also adopt a tauntaun because I, I feel bad for them, like, constantly. <laughs> they need so... some love. <laughs> yeah. They need some love and affection. I would like to have a Tauntaun farm where they're just all roaming around and, you know, making their noises and stuff. <laughs> kind of like a llama or an alpaca farm. Yes. But with Tauntauns. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> also, wouldn't mind riding one of those seabirds from Camino. <laughs> oh, those are nice. And they seem friendly. All right. Clone Wars Collector on Instagram and Tumblr sent us several uh, questions. So we're going to go through a couple of them right here. First one. What is one of the things that drew you to each other besides Star Wars? Oh, I'm going to get all sentimental and mushy. <laughs> Shall I pass I you a box s- of tissues? <laughs> <laughs> I need my comforting drink from last week. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I think you have an incredible ability to listen. And, you know, it's... It's hard to find a, a good friend who's there for you, listens, and gives you the advice you need to hear, not the advice that you want to hear. And you have been that person since day one. And Aww. whether it's about writing or about, you know, life events. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. You've, you've always just been my other half when it came to that. So thank yeah. you. Oh, thank <laughs> oh you. God. <laughs> Jesus. That's so sweet. I'm all... Well, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say one of the... What is it? One of the first things that drew me to you was like we were very much on the same page mentally and I would say emotionally. Like our emotional IQ is very similar. Mm -hmm. So we had like the same kind of sense of humor, the same interests, and the more we kind of just talked about other things other than star wars we realized we really had very similar way of processing information and Mm -hmm. that made me feel connected to you right away but then you were just incredibly kind like the first time you sent me a care package when you knew i loved rocks so you went to the river and you collected rocks out of the river and painted them with clear acrylic so they're river color would stay on them and sent them to me it was just like no one had ever been so thoughtful and and like so caring and i hadn't even met you in person (laughs) (laughs) i knew you were a really good person and that was just like in every way possible it was clear to me 
Thank you. Love you. I love you. I'm really glad you like the rocks. I still have She really them. loves rocks, everybody. She does. I collect them. And where them. I currently live, we have some pretty amazing river rocks. So, you I mean. You do. People bring them to me. It's like such an easy gift. You don't have to buy me anything. If you're a friend and you go somewhere, just bring me back a handful of rocks. There you like, go. Yes. Hey, Lauren. You rock. Oh, um. <laughs> maybe we don't have the same sense of humor. <laughs> Puns always cause me Puns. pain. <laughs> the next question from Clone Wars Collector. Are there any episodes or segments you've recorded but thought about not airing? Yeah, there's a lot of bloopers that we're one day going to assemble. The bloopers have been pretty fucking funny, I will say. Yeah. Some of the behind the scenes things that we have to cut, unfortunately, <laughs> really are funny. <laughs> they are. But it's often when we go like on a tangent, we cut yes. stuff that's just really going to eat up time. Yes. I don't think we've ever had anything that we were like, ooh, maybe we should just not even put that out. Yeah. No, it's mostly been like, we got to keep it to the goal time which is anywhere from like around 30 minutes or give or take five or ten minutes from that point Mm -hmm. and we we've just gone off on tangents or got really detailed about certain characters or certain scenes and and then you go back and it's like okay i i I remember when (laughs) we first got started doing this lauren you said you don't have to include everything to make it a good podcast or a good file or a good piece of art like you have to know when to limit or cut Your own stuff. Editing is difficult for some people, but it was drilled into me at film school. So (laughs) when you It was a good tip. Yeah, because if you get too emotionally attached to stuff, you can bore people to death. So I think it's it's good to know know, where to trim. And even though Mm -hmm. we think it's hilarious, some of this stuff, it is hilarious. But (laughs) yeah, does it fit? Does it? Does it keep with the theme or are, are we boring everybody? Like, yeah. is it too much? There have been funny parts, too, where your cat comes in. Oh, God. And for, cat. like, five minutes, we're, like, trying to get him to stop purring into the microphone and you have yes, to, like, carry he, him out of the room. He has to do his drive-by on the table where I record yeah. every single time. Right now he's outside. I get a close-up view of his butt as it goes right by the camera. Hey, it's a nice butt, is it not? It is. It's a real very nice... clean. It's maintained. Thank you. Thank you. I take pride in a clean... Okay, anyway. This is weird. See, this is a part that I would cut, cut but we're going to leave this in. <laughs> okay, next Clone Wars qu- uh, collector question. Do either of you have a favorite quote you live by? D- a Star Wars quote? Anything, I think. I do. I do too. I have a couple that I I keep in my mind. One is the like golden rule, you know, like do unto others as you would have done unto you because I think treating people with respect and kindness is important. Also, um, I definitely have a Star Wars one and it's when Qui-Gon says your focus determines your reality. I actually believe that. Yes. Because whatever you focus on becomes that is the life you're living. That's it. Mm-hmm. My last one is a C.S. Lewis quote where he says, um, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. And that's just mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. a, yes. a thing I try to remember about like basically mindfulness about my environment and my like physical yeah. experience. 
Those are all wonderful. Those are good. That's my stuff. <laughs> what about I you? I would say favorite quote that I live by. Um, this one, I don't remember the first time I ever heard it or read it, but it's a Madonna quote. Nice. From, from all people. But it's always, it, it's literally what I identify with. And I have to remind myself constantly, especially in my professional life. The quote is, I'm tough, I'm ambitious, and I know exactly what I want. If that makes me a bitch, then okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I pretty much identify with that, and I think about it all the time. I, I li- Yeah, it's it's a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that people like attribute bitch to be a certain right. way, and it's like yeah. not being that way doesn't necessarily make you a bitch, but plenty of people would think you are. It's really about like... I'm a do me, you know, because I yeah. can't change your mind anyway. So exactly. think about me, whatever you will. I'm just going to stay over here being in- ambitious and tough, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I wouldn't be me if I didn't have a Tolkien uh, <laughs> I was going to say. I live by. <laughs> it's, it's actually from The Hobbit, but it's brought up in Lord of the Rings. And I absolutely love it. And I think about it from a life perspective all the time. And it's... um. The road goes ever on and on, over rock and under tree, by caves where never sun has shone, by streams that never find the sea. So it's the road goes ever on and on, mm-hmm. uh, basically the story. And the one from The Lord of the Rings is the one that I, that was from The Hobbit, but the one that I love is the road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow if I can. Mm-hmm. Pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way, where many paths and errands meet, and whither then, I cannot say. And that is like, mm. that is like my favorite Lord of the Rings. If I could have that tattooed somewhere on me, I would. <laughs> That's beautiful. Because it's like the adventure of the soul, right? Mm-hmm. The, and, and, and life. The road goes ever on and on. And I must follow if I can. You know, yeah. it's, and whither then, I cannot say. So it's mm. it's wonderful. I love it. That's beautiful. I love it. I love that you have a Tolkien and I have a C.S. Lewis quote because they were. <laughs> well, I was thinking that when you said C.S. Lewis, I said, okay, "Here we go again with we're our space twinness." Just dovetail together as we usually totally. do. <laughs> and just to wrap it up, if I had to pick a Star Wars one, it is definitely the um, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. That one mm-hmm. because it's true. It's it's incredibly true, and you have to remind yes. yourself that. What's a guilty pleasure? What if? Something you know would never happen, but wish it would. This is from an anonymous entry. Well, I know mine. What <laughs> you is prob- it? you know mine too. I bet I do. I just want I just want one minute, please, of Sith Obi Wan. It doesn't oh! have to be long. Just just <laughs> Come on, man. Like, we got Sith Ahsoka. We could get Sith Obi-Wan for, like, That's five minutes, please. That's true. I just want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of other people. I didn't think that was going to be yours, though. What did you think it was going to be? I would thought it was going to be, like, if Obi-Wan had left the Jedi Order for Satine. Oh. (laughs) What then would have happened? That's a good what if. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. I mean, it would change the whole course of everything. (laughs) I I think my guilty pleasure what if would be if Leia had become a Jedi. Oh, my God. I would die to see that. Uh, That would be amazing. (sighs) You got like a teeny little teaser. I know. And I'm happy with what we got, but... Fuck, I want more. 
It's so good. My mental image, my mental story, my whole everything is so it's so good. There's so many edits of art online of yeah. her being. I just it. Oh, I, I know. love it. That's we my, need that's it. Mine. Our souls need it. Okay, Martini at night. Excellent name on Instagram. Very good said, name. <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice. What made you start Most Things Kenobi? Well, this is an all you question because the Most Things Kenobi brand is yours and it came long before the podcast did. So, yeah. What made me start it? Overwhelming feelings that I had to <laughs> put somewhere. So the same reason we started the podcast, essentially. Yeah. I had to <laughs> garbage dump my emotions online. <laughs> I was watching Clone Wars and I was having very deep feelings and I had nobody to talk to about it basically all these like I even had a notebook where I wrote down like all sorts of shit just like things that would crop up in my brain that now we are basically having a podcast about and yes I didn't literally didn't have anybody to talk to about it with so I just started putting it on tumblr and now 7,000 followers later just a pretty good following on there I just remember when we were at Comic-Con 2018, I wrote it in, with a Sharpie on your arm. Oh, Do you remember you when did. we did that? That's and this right. was during the Clone Wars panel when we were waiting for them to like come on. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to wear this around on my arm for the rest of the the week that we're here. And I was like, give me that Sharpie. So anyone got a Sharpie? Let me write this on her arm. <laughs> 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 like advertisement. It was, well, it was fun. I'd wanted to make a t-shirt and I'd... I kept hitting copyright issues because I was trying mm-hmm. to use an illustration of Obi-Wan and no one would make me my damn shirt. So I settled for you writing it on my arm. It worked. Which was great. I forgot we did that. That was really fun. I never never would have thought by writing it on your arm that it would someday be a podcast that we were both a part of. Writing something down gives it power. It's magical. It's true. It's true. All right. Cara Grove or Cara Groves from Instagram has a couple questions for us. The first one, I wonder how Obi-Wan felt about the war and the council. After Ahsoka left, did he talk to the council? Great question. That's a good question. He was mostly silent during that episode where Ahsoka was on trial. Yeah, he kept his own counsel on that, on his feelings there. Yeah, and I don't don't know that if he would have talked to Ahsoka afterwards. I think, in my mind, I would hope that he did because... They were the trio, him, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You know, since like day one of all this. But the way that Ahsoka left doesn't lead me to believe that anyone talked to her. I mean, she just peaced out. And that yeah, was I think it. she was just gone. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's those um, unfinished episodes that you can find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where Anakin is like really struggling and like goes to say something to Ahsoka and she's not there. And it's like his... Right his pattern and he and Obi-Wan have a conversation about it. And that's probably the most you ever hear of what Obi-Wan thinks about it. Mm-hmm. He tries to tell Anakin, like it was her choice. It's what she felt like was the right thing for her. Right. But it's the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why didn't he defend her? I just, why I didn't anybody, I don't, I know. it was, it had to have been a difficult position for him to be in because he is part of the council and he's so devoted yeah. to all of this stuff. The other part of the question is how did he feel about war and and the council? I don't mm-hmm. I think he 
probably felt very honored to be on the council. Wasn't he like one of the youngest people oh, to yes. be on the council? And then he didn't have to go through the trials that the other ones did. No, because his trial was killing his, his trial was darth maul yeah <laughs> cutting a dude in half and throwing him down a yes, reactor shaft until it takes instant registration for the council <laughs> <laughs> no cover letter necessary yeah, that's what you gotta do no big deal i do think he got pretty disillusioned probably by the end even though he probably was the kind of person who never say it out loud and i think his strong sense of duty mm-hmm. would have kept him loyal to it because he, he associated him, he identified with his sense of duty. If you take that sense of duty away, then... Yes, then what is he, right? Yeah. And you see that in Revenge of the Sith, where he asks Anakin to spy on the Chancellor. And Anakin says, why are you asking me to do this? And Obi-Wan's response is, the council is asking you. But you can tell that he's, he's also very uncomfortable with the whole right. situation. Yeah. He was probably a mix of emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't think he liked war. He says something in one of the episodes about war compromises your values and you lose, you risk losing yourself and your honor Yes, in war. So I don't think he was a real big fan of it. And that is in the end of the Citadel arc, if you're wondering. <laughs> Great arc. Right on my top three. Same. It's when he's warning Anakin about Tarkin. God, so good. Yeah. Oh, we got to do like an Anakin slash Darth Vader slash Tarkin episode. That'd be like, great. We could. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay. We'll put that. that on hold. <laughs> yes. We have another question from Kara Grove. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Um, so she also asked, also, I don't remember if you discussed this, but did he, Obi-Wan, regret loving Satine after her death? Did he feel regret? That's a good question. That would be total speculation. I don't Mm -hmm. think they ever say anything. I would say that he probably didn't regret loving her, but he probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't regret that she got caught up in bullshit with Maul. Yes. That that would never have been his intention. I would say a resounding no for him regret loving Satine. But exactly Uh, what you said. I mean, he, he says that he feels regret, like the undercurrent of remorse for having turned his back on her or whatever when they were younger. He says that in the Voyage of Temptation episode that Yoda leaves out the undercurrent of remorse you feel by... Yes. But I don't think that's the same as regret. So I'm thinking we should play the play that clip um, and then we can answer that. Hello, Most Things Kenobi. I think you guys should be called All Things Kenobi. You guys have a, an awesome, fabulous show. Uh, I'm Azzy. My show is the Law Be With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube. Anyway, really enjoying your show. Come across you guys recently, and I'm a big fan of your show. love how real, how congruent you guys are talking about Star Wars, the planets, the culture, the clothing, and, how, and, and your love for the Star Wars franchise. And it really shines through in how you speak about Star Wars. Um, I have a quick question for you guys. Do you think, uh, and this is an interesting one, do you think Star Wars money, Republic credits, could be instantiated in the real world in a way that is is, is a usable currency? So, for example, could you go on a a, podca- um, a kind of Star Wars show or, or Star Wars retailer um, and actually pay in Republic credits and you get discounts for that and, and you'll get you get a good deal for it because it's republic credits thank you azzy for uh submitting that question via anchor.fm awesome it, we actually had a, a small back and forth with him he's an incredibly kind 
individual mm-hmm. and um, check. be sure to check out his podcast. Uh, he's got a wonderful voice. Yes, very mesmerizing. A very interesting question, too. Not one that I think about that often, but it's a good question. I would, from a fun standpoint, I would love to have anything that resembles Republic credits because they're like little bars, aren't mm, they? They're yeah. like little... Yep. I mean, it's kind of old-fashioned in that sense, like, you know, gold coins or something from the days of old or like... <laughs> right. You know, back in the medieval times or something. But um, would it work? I don't know. If we decentralized it, kind of like cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it might only work as cryptocurrency because otherwise you have to establish some sort of value system. Currency is actually extremely complicated. It is. It <laughs> is. People don't understand it because... Like, it used to be backed by a physical, tangible thing, like gold, and it isn't anymore. Yes. So now it's yeah. based on, like, intangible. So it's actually pretty kind of complicated. It's a representation of debt. Yes. So to... to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of it all, and it and it's not acceptable anywhere. So basically, those credits would only be acceptable in places that were Star Wars related. So basically, Disneyland. Yeah. Which makes me cranky, because Disneyland, Disney doesn't need its own fucking currency. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, as someone who's gone, no, they don't, but as someone who's been to Batu in Disney World, you can put money, they're like tiny little credit cards, but they're not, they're not credit cards, mm-hmm. they're Republic credits. They have a barcode on the back, and you can put $100 on one, and carry those around with, the, with you at the park, and then when you pay for something... You hand them the credit, they scan it, and the money comes off the credit, and then you How get to fun. keep it. So it's like a gift card, kind of. I literally have them right here. Yeah, Do you really? A gift card. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, I want to see. Yes, let me see. They're very heavy. Oh, that's so cool. It How has the cool. symbol of the planet on it, and then there's a tiny barcode oh, on the back. Space barcode. Listen. I mean, wow. they're heavy. Yeah, that's heavy duty. So in a sense... The galactic credits are already being used at Disney. Yeah, kind of. It's I don't know that they would make it any farther than that, though. So. And the exchange rate is one for one, right? You get yeah, it is one credit for one dollar, right? Yeah, it better. It's be. fun. It's fun to think about. I want more of these fake credits that I got from Disney Worlds, but that means I have to spend real world money to get them. And so, yeah. although they got Saber me. Forge has started making credits. They have? Just recently. They just started. Shut up. I yeah. didn't know that. You can buy. There's like a silver and a bronze one, I think. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> <laughs> looks like I'm going to have to start collecting shit. <laughs> More shit, right? More shit. Well, that was a really interesting question. Thank you so much for that. As And anyone else can also leave us voice messages on our anchor page, right? That's open to yep. the public. Yep. Yes. Yep. Just go you. to our show page and then we'll... We'll always respond back. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a Laura or a Laura 14 on Instagram says uh, favorite non Star Wars ships myself with James Buchanan Barnes, otherwise known as Bucky Barnes in the Marvel world. The end. <laughs> Are you with him? You mean? <laughs> yeah, me with him. Yeah, that's my favorite non Star Wars ship. <laughs> I'm sorry, does that not count? (laughs) That counts. You're an original character. Oh, God. No, I guess if we're not, (laughs) if I have to take myself out of the picture. I absolutely love uh, Steve Rogers and Peggy. Peggy Carter. Yeah. They are 
I mean, that's my Marvel ship, if you will. But I also love Joel Fleischman and Maggie O'Connell from Northern Exposure. They're like, you know, the two that never really belong together, but they're their sexual love interest tension on that show was always an enjoyable thing for me. So I yeah. ship those two, that's even though adorable. they definitely don't work together. <laughs> well, that's but, what yeah. fiction and fantasy is all about, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> also, also one more, just one more. Yeah. Eowyn and Faramir from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. I, the, 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 yeah. the shield maiden and the respectable, soft spoken, intelligent, beautiful soldier that is Faramir. Those are my, that's my. They make sense together, truly. They're a fine compliment to each other. Yes, they do. Yes. How about you? Well, I have one that's old school too. I love Mulder and Scully from the (gasps) X-Files. Oh my God, it's so good. (laughs) Like always, since I was a little kid, was just obsessed with both of those characters. (laughs) Wonderful choice. One that we can all get behind. Yes, and it, like, turns out happily. I haven't watched yeah. the new season. It was too depressing and, like, too much like the real oh. world to watch. Yeah, there but, you yeah, go. They do end up, like, together, and it's very satisfying. So that is great. Um, and also, it's... I consider this fandom. It's kind of fandom-y, but uh, Franny Fisher and Jack Robinson from Miss Fisher Murder Mysteries. Oh, my goodness, that... First of all, you and I love Miss Fisher. Oh my god, I want to be her. And they are they are wonderful together. I support this ship. I support they I support are this. are like the ideal. Yes. <laughs> I love them so much. I've never wanted two fake characters to fall in love more. Right? Than right? those two people. Plus they're both gorgeous and they're just fabulous. So gorgeous, charming, witty. Yes. Love it. That's a good pair. That's a good ship. Uh, okay, th- this question. This question. This question. Brina Napier, Napier from Instagram, she wants to know, do you like cheese or do you love cheese or are you cheese? <laughs> Brina, I love cheese. If I could be cheese, I would be cheese. But I love cheese. I love this a good question. smoked Gouda. <laughs> I was going to say, what is the cheese then? I, I love all cheeses. Soft, hard. I don't like uh, the, the stinky variety, although I've tried it. I've tried. I've given every <laughs> cheese a fair chance. But I love me some smoked Gouda or some smoked mozzarella. Mm. I love the smoky cheeses. Yeah. Really do. Uh, I love cheese. Cheese does not love me. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Unfortunately, does not love you. No, I do love it. I love a good, a Welsh cheddar, or I love British cheese. So like a good cheddar, Mm, Mm -hmm. it's good stuff. It's very sharp. (laughs) Yes, I I do love sharp cheeses, and it's very. I I gravitate towards them. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's the best. I also enjoy brie from time to time. I do too. Melted or otherwise. Yes. Do you eat the rind? I cut it off. I can't do it. I do too. I can't do it. We're back with Clone Wars Collector on Instagram. She asks, Lauren, what got you interested in writing? Oh, maybe she doesn't know you write also. I do. You can answer this also. I have always written for as long as I can remember. I wrote stories (laughs) when I was, as soon as I knew how to write, I was writing stories. 
It's how my brain works. Uh, if I hear music, I build a story mm-hmm. <laughs> to the mm-hmm. music. I know that. I know how that goes. It's yeah. like a soundtrack in your head that formulates a scene. Yes. And I know you do this too where I write while I drive, like in my head. Yes. I'm writing. Yes, all the ideas pop into my head when I'm driving and listening to music. Yep. And hiking or taking a walk, basically. So it's just kind of like how my brain functions and... Um, I find like writing and storytelling is kind of like solving a moving puzzle mm-hmm. and it's really fun for me like if I watch a movie and I it, it doesn't quite work and I can tell you why it doesn't work and I could tell you a way to fix it I know that mm-hmm. several times you and I have come to each other like do you remember the lack of hair that you were writing yes for one of your fix <laughs> and you were like I can't remember if you did you have the lack of hair as the idea already, but you didn't know why someone would take it? I can't remember what it was that I helped you what with. What I but... wanted was some kind of symbolism taken from my original character um, as a loss taken from her. And you suggested, how about a lock of hair? Yeah, and like a creep, like, took from her, right? Brilliant. Yes. And so I wrote it in as the uh, antagonist chops off my character's like beautiful long black hair yeah i mean it's this whole thing but i just it's like that kind of stuff and you've done that for me too where like i just for the jedi and duchess i remember calling you Mm -hmm. while i was driving and being like talk this Mm -hmm. out with me because i'm stuck yes (laughs) Uh, it's it's fun though it's fun to bounce ideas off each other because we always seem to think of something that the other didn't. Yeah. And it works somehow. I love yeah. it. Well, and sometimes just talking it out loud can make you hear the solution to the problem. So it's, for me, it's just always been there. It's who I am. I don't yeah. do it for a living because I can't earn money at it yet, but someday I intend to. So what about you? I write because it's an escape into a world that is nothing like the one we live in thinking about characters and their struggles and how they would, you know, and painting the painting the scene. I'm in a science field and it's the creative outlet that I absolutely need. I've mm-hmm. always written like ever since I was little, it was poems when I was little, right? Mm-hmm. And like a couple four-page dumb stories on like loose leaf paper, but now they're much more developed like world-building stuff and and if I share a story online, which I often do, hopefully it helps others escape into a, a, a world that's more fun or more intriguing or more satisfying than, you know, everybody yeah. needs a break. And that's my break. Yeah. Do you, like, I do this, and I wonder if this is common for writers or maybe it's not. I don't know. But, like, I write what I wish I could read. Yes. Yes, I'm actually. looking for a certain kind of story, and it's actually pretty hard to find. Or, like, especially a certain kind of in my regular fiction, not my Star Mm -hmm. Wars fiction, a certain Mm -hmm. kind of like female character that I Mm -hmm. feel is underrepresented. Yes. And so I try to write what I wish was available for me to read already. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Clone Wars Collector. Besides their wonderful hair and handsome features, what draws both of you to Anakin and Obi-Wan? Do we have time to answer this question? (laughs) Do we have that kind of time? (laughs) I'll try and keep it concise. Do you want to go first? Oh, I sure. Besides their hair and <laughs> handsome <on>. features. <laughs> okay, so apart from just looks, honestly, Obi Wan's valor is yes. very attractive to very. me. Very. Yep. Yeah, his sense of honor is very attractive to me, and yeah, he's a he's like an old fashioned knight. 
you know, yes. who lives by a code. And yes. so many people don't care about living by a code, even a personal code. Mm-hmm. And honor is a very old-fashioned idea that people don't give any fucks about anymore. So to me, to find a fictional character yeah. who, because uh, it's hard to find it in real life, who represents that is, is very appealing to me. Yeah, I like that a lot. And the the pain. Who doesn't pain. like his I know. Well, my, sad, tormented Obi-Wan is hard to resist. Yeah, my my answer was going to be, in its most simplest form, the complexity of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been a sucker for I don't know how long of the story that goes, good guy turned bad guy turned back to good guy. I will fall mm-hmm. for it every single damn time because there's a lot of complexities in that. And that is essentially who Anakin is without getting any deeper. And I love how complicated from start to finish his entire story is. I really, mm-hmm. really love it. And I identify with some parts of it, not necessarily the darker parts, but the, mm-hmm. you know, for most of my life, I've been called too emotional. Sure. You could say I'm passionate about things. I, I give my voice to things I disagree with. Um, I don't, think I do it disrespectfully but I do it and that's how it's interpreted by you know whatever I've just had that my entire life so I get that like when Anakin would disagree with something and he was basically shut up keep your mouth shut and just do your damn job yeah. right like <laughs> yeah but I just love good guy turned bad guy turned back to good guy <laughs> it's a very easy formula that I fall for every time yeah I think part of it too for me is the like Obi-Wan's effortless charm, mm-hmm. but it's backed up by being really, really skilled. Yes. And like he, you don't fuck with him no, there's when he a comes lot off of the rails. Obi-Wan yes. it exudes and oozes control, you know? Yeah. But when he like gets the job done, it's like, yes, he can crack jokes and be witty and like flip his hair, but then he'll also cut you in half. That's it. <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> Well, we're going to cut it off there for this week because we have so many more questions to get through. So join us next week. We're going to finish up this Q&A. Thank you so much to everybody who's sent in questions. This has been so much fun. We're having a blast. So, so much fun. You guys are amazing and the questions are just as amazing. Thank you. We've laughed a lot in this. We have. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And go on over to mostthingskenobi.com. You can reach us there as well. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. (laughs) 